the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is The Highs and Lows in the Life of Faith. The Highs and Lows in the Life of Faith. Palm Sunday is an easy day for most Americans to get excited about because we love parades. On Thanksgiving and New Year's Day, we sit in front of the television and watch Macy's Parade or the Rose Bowl Parades and other parades flipping back and forth between channels. We honor our Super Bowl champions, World Series champions, Stanley Cup champions, and champion basketball teams with parades in their home cities. This Palm Sunday parade had all of the elements of a major network production. A big crowd, lots of wide-eyed children straining for a view. There was laughter, music, color, waving of palm branches, even a float of sorts, if you will, because Jesus, the center of attention, came riding into Jerusalem on a borrowed colt. Now, most of us are familiar with the story of the Lord's entry into Jerusalem. We have heard it year after year, if you have been a Christian for any length of time. This year, rather than looking at particular details of the story, I want to, us to focus on the bigger picture. I like us to look at the events leading up to this day, Palm Sunday, as well as the events that follow from the standpoint of the disciples. Now think of what it was like for the disciples in Jesus' day. With every miracle Jesus performed, there was a building sense of anticipation in the disciples. The cheering crowds must have made the disciples feel that the moment they had been waiting for had arrived, that Jesus would soon take his rightful place as king of Israel, the Messiah. The celebrating of Passover on Thursday must have added to this special time. Passover was a family celebration, and the disciples were considered to be family by Jesus. But during the Passover supper, there was... Uh, the, there were the troubling words 
about one of the disciples betraying their Lord. There was also the refreshing retreat to the Garden of Gethsemane. And then there was the anguished prayer of our Lord. This was followed by the arrest of Jesus. There was the unbelievable mock trial and torturous death of their Lord. This would have been followed by grief, numbness, and confusion. But uh, on the third day, the resurrection uh, took this group of devastated disciples and filled them with life and enthusiasm. There was the sadness of the ascension, Jesus leaving them to go back to heaven. This was followed by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And there was the adrenaline burst of seeing thousands, 3,000 people come to faith and were baptized on that day. And then there was the devastating persecution of the church. Do you see what is happening? One minute things were great. The next minute things were difficult. There were victories and there were defeats, joy and sorrow, times of feeling very close to God and times when they felt that God was far away or even absent. And this is what I'm I'm thinking about as the highs and lows of the life of faith. You see, there are times when we feel very close to God. Then suddenly we are plunged into confusion and we roll and rise and fall again. But that's the way our life is, isn't it? Days of victory seem to be quickly followed by days of defeat. The highs inevitably seem to be followed by the lows, the struggles of faith. And from this simple observation, I want to give you three simple truths today. They aren't profound, but I hope you'll find them helpful as you maneuver your Christian life. The first point is... The highs and lows in the life of faith is normal. I could say are normal. The moment of salvation is perhaps the greatest moment one will ever experience. For many things happen then that perhaps will never happen at any other moment. No other experience, no matter how exciting, no matter how thrilling or how wonderful it may be, can equal that of a soul coming into contact with God and surrendering to the grace of God. Never is so much accomplished in so short a period of time as when a person bows before God, confesses his or her sin, and receives Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When a person gets saved, a complete transformation occurs. A total change of direction happens. A thorough reformation begins. An adjustment of goals and purposes transpires. And a lifeless soul is infused with the very life of God. You see, it is at that moment that God does a tremendous work within our lives, our minds, our hearts. The days, weeks, and months that follow are simply incredible. 
You experience a spring in your steps, a joy in your soul, and a peace that is indescribable. You talk to Jesus constantly. You desire more and more of his words. And when you read it, the Holy Spirit opens its meaning to your understanding. You look forward to being in church on Sundays to be with your fellow Christians in worship and fellowship. But as time goes by, you begin to encounter temptations, trials, problems, sorrows, and unexplainable crises. You don't understand what is happening, so you wonder if you are doing something wrong. You begin to think that maybe God is punishing you for some sin, for what is happening doesn't seem to make sense in light of your earlier experiences of God. But trials and tribulations, my brothers and sisters, are an integral part of the Christian life. In fact, Jesus warned his disciples in John chapter 16 and verse 33. He said, here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Is the highs and lows are normal, a normal part of the Christian uh, experience, the Christian life. That happens not because we are doing something wrong or because we are being punished for our sin. That is a part of life here on this planet. It is easy to trust God when everything is going well. The trials and the tribulations of life are designed by God to help us develop our spiritual roots. James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 says, My brothers and sisters, consider yourselves fortunate when all kinds of trials come your way. For you know that when your faith succeeds in facing such trials, the result is the ability to endure. Make sure that your endurance carries you all the way without failing, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You see, plants need some dry times, drought, in order to force the roots down into the ground to look for water. And dry and difficult times in the Christian life uh, happens in order to help us grow stronger as well. Uh, Every time I talk to a couple approaching marriage, I want them to understand that tough times come to every marriage, that conflict in their relationship is inevitable. There will be times when they will wonder how life would have been different if they had remained single or had married someone else. And I want them to understand that when these thoughts come to their minds, they are not failures. They have not made some terrible mistake. You see, they are going through the normal process of growing in love. And knowing this ahead of time helps them not to panic when they begin to think certain thoughts and to feel certain feelings. In the same way, it is helpful to realize that the highs and lows are normal, are a normal part of the Christian life. Difficult times do not mean God has abandoned us 
or that we are deficient in our faith. There is no need for us to panic when, when uh, things are uh, becoming more and more difficult. It's important that we understand this. You see, we, we must understand it for ourselves and also for our fellow brothers and sisters. That tough times don't necessarily mean that a Christian is doing something wrong. And when God is blessing you and he is not blessing a fellow believer, it doesn't mean that they need to be more like you. It just means that they are at a different point in their spiritual journey. But the second point is we must trust God's word rather than our feelings. Trust God's word rather than your feelings. See, once we understand the highs and lows in the life of faith, we must then realize that our emotions are a poor measure of our relationship with God and the quality of our faith. Our experiences and our feelings about those experiences are unpredictable. You just can't always control your emotions. You get up one morning feeling great that you could move the world. Another, another morning you get up and you are at the bottom of the pit, so to speak. And you can't even explain why it is. See, so one moment you're up and the next moment you are down. You see, feelings are unreliable. The only true measure of faith and experience is God's word, the scriptures. Our emotions might suggest that God has deserted us, but God has told us in his word that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. We may feel that we are facing a situation that, uh, that we cannot handle, but the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse, and verse 13, I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. You see, we may feel that we are strong and invincible, but the Bible warns us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, those who think they are standing firm had better be careful that they do not fall. And we may feel that we are not good enough, that um, somehow um, we don't, don't measure up. But the Bible tells us that it's not our measuring up that uh, brings salvation. Listen to Paul in uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Paul says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. You see, our feelings may be blown and tossed by the wind of circumstances, but God's word is an anchor for the soul. This principle is true for all kinds of situations. You may be overwhelmed by your needs and feel that you need to take matters into your own hands to get what you want. But the Bible says that you should trust God and he will supply your needs. And in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, the Apostle Paul says, 
And with all his abundant wealth through Christ Jesus, my God will supply all your needs. You may feel that you have really messed up your life and, and perhaps that you have lost your salvation. But you cannot lose your salvation, brothers and sisters. Listen to Jesus as he tells us in John chapter 10, 27 through, through 29. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Or you may feel completely deserted and alone, but God's word to us in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 8 says, Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Or you may feel that you have every right to be happy, even if it means uh, going against God's word. But true happiness cannot be found apart from God. One obvious implication from all of this is that we cannot trust God's word unless we know God's word. You see, God's word is our anchor, our roadmap, our light in the midst of darkness. Now, Satan will will do everything to keep us from the word of God. He'll try to tell us that it is not important for us, that we have other times uh, to read the word. He'll he'll, uh, try to suggest to us Uh, other things to read rather than the scriptures. We must battle the devil's attempts to turn us from God's word because God's word is what God has given us to support us and to strengthen us during our times of struggle as well as our times of joy. It is the only reliable guide that we have and the knowledge of God's word is the only way to maintain our balance in the ups and downs of life. But uh, number three, with the right perspective, the highs and lows can be fun. With the right perspective, the highs and the lows can be fun. God wants to bless us and not to harm us. Look at Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. I alone know the plans I have for you, plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster, plans to bring about the future you hope for. You see, God is pursuing our good and will not allow anything into the life of a believer that is not intended to foster our growth and prepare us for eternity. This is why the Apostle Paul could say, in Romans 8.28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, those who live according to his purpose. You see, I'm not, I'm not saying that things still won't hurt even if you, um, you know, embrace the word of God and know the, the scriptures. At times they, they do. I'm not saying that we won't be disappointed. We will. 
And I'm not saying that we won't be confused at times. We probably will be. But in the midst of all of this, we know that the sovereign hand of our God is leading us to our final destination. No, the experience may be difficult, but the end is sure. And when we are confident of the end, we can enjoy the journey. See, God has promised that he would get us home. And uh, so each time I do the benediction, now to him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Each time I say that, I, my heart um, uh, is made glad just to know that I'm going to be presented faultless no matter what I am right now. You see, God has given us his word as a restraint to protect us. He has given us the Holy Spirit to preserve us. He has given us the fellowship of believers to encourage us. And he has given us pastors and teachers to guide us. If we remember who created life and we trust the tools that he has given us, then we can enjoy the Christian experience no matter what is going on. We can thrill at the good times and we can enjoy just watching God at work in the tough times. If we have the right perspective, we will look for the positive rather than the negative. We'll enjoy the journey rather than simply endure it. We will live life the way it was meant to be lived by our God. So the question is, where are you in the course of your Christian life at this moment? Are you at a a spiritual high, a spiritual peak, and enjoying the good things uh, that surround you? Good for you. Rejoice and, and, uh, and give God thanks for his goodness to you. But maybe uh, you are going through a desert time, a spiritual dry experience. Your faith feels lifeless and dead. You pray, but somehow your, your prayers are not answered. You don't seem to be able to make contact with heaven. You read, but nothing seems to be getting through to you. But I would say, my friends, trust God's faithfulness. As Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 22 and 23 says, The unfailing love of the Lord never ends. By his mercies we have been kept from complete destruction. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each day. God has not abandoned us even if he remains silent, even if we can't hear from heaven, he has not abandoned us. All we need to do is to keep doing what is right, keep moving forward, and the darkness will eventually give way to light. He has promised, and his promise is sure. So celebrate God's faithfulness, my brothers and sisters. Maybe this is a painful time for you. The world seems to be crashing down around you. You may be in the midst of a fierce storm and you're wondering if you're just going to make it. Tie your hopes and confidence not on the surface things like emotions and circumstances and the gimmicks of the, of the world. Tie your hope to the firm foundation of God's word, God's character, God's power, and God's track record. He will see you through the storms if you 
only cling to him. I suspect that the disciples were on a wild emotional ride during the weeks before and after the first Palm Sunday. They didn't enjoy it at the time, but as they looked back, they were able to see that the lowest times were blessed, blessed times for them. That that which broke their heart actually saved their soul. The very experiences that they sensed were destroying them were actually experiences God was using to transform them. So, wherever you are today in, in the journey of faith, remember the promises of the one who says he will be with you always. However difficult or dismal your circumstance may be right now, God will not let you down. You can trust God when you don't understand what's going on in your life. You can trust him when you can't clearly see your way. You can trust him when you find yourself in a predicament, when you are in the midst of deep sorrow, and when you don't know what to do. For many of us, life is not simple nor easy. Every day has its obstacles. Every hour has its burden. Every moment has its pain. But through it all, God can still be trusted. Therefore, though the road may be rough, trust him. Though the climb may be steep, trust him. Though the case may be difficult, trust him. Though the situation may be really bad, trust him. And although the cross may be heavy, trust him. He knows the way through the wilderness. He understands the way that you feel. He discerns the depth of your heartache. And he perceives the desires of your heart. At some time or another, people will disappoint you. And you will even disappoint yourself. But you can trust God in all things. You can trust his wisdom to solve your problems. You can trust his knowledge to answer your questions. His ability to defeat your enemies. His promises to fulfill your hopes. His spirit to satisfy your soul. And you can trust his angels to minister you in times of severe need. So go ahead and trust him. He has never failed a test. He has never lost a battle. He has never told a lie. He has never misunderstood a situation. He has never broken a vow. So keep on trusting him. For he will not fail you. He will not disappoint you. And he will not forsake you. Remember his goodness. Trust his wisdom. Rely on his strength. And throw up your hands in the air. And enjoy the ride which is the Christian experience. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow. Yes, praise God, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry. 
a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.